Welcome to the Next Level Business Podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to take their business and wealth to the next level. Hey guys, welcome back to the Next Level Podcast. Tonight it is me and Josh, and we're going to do a deep dive on stocks. So every week we talk about the three pillars. We talk about business. We talk about real estate. We talk about stocks and we talk about how you need to be in all three. And, you know, from time to time, we'd like to do deep dives. We do deep dives on real estate. We'll do deep dives on business topics. And tonight it's a deep dive about how we go about our stock trading. Now, the one thing I want to tell you is we don't we're not going to sit here and tell you there's only one or two or three strategies. There's hundreds of strategies that you can employ on stocks. Uh, Josh has got his, I've got mine, but there's so many more out there. So, uh, sit back for the next half hour. Or so we're going to give you guys some insight into that. And this ain't financial advice because we're not certified and it's all entertainment. That's right. Well said. It's actually, I wanted to have a friend of mine. He's, he's, he's incredible at this. He's, he is, a, he is a broker. And he told me he couldn't do it. I asked him to come on the show. I said, talk about some of your strategies about how you made money. He goes, I can't do it. <laughs> so <laughs> we don't have that problem. So we can do whatever we want. Yeah, because we're not even certified. And this is all just fun and games. And you should never listen to anything we say because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> some guy, I remember I was at a conference one time and some guy came up and he just made like the biggest joke out of it, you know. But like it was, it was cool and different instead of, you know, having – just a boring black and white fine print about that. Anyway, um, you want to start with yours or you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. You kick it off. All right. I'm going to tell you two stories, guys. And these are uh, and I'm going I'm to tell you how I trade. But I want to tell you these stories just to give everybody a lot of confidence that the stock market is a good place that we put some of our money. So uh, the first guy is this broker that I was telling you about. So our kids uh, play soccer together. That's how I met this guy, but we've known each other now for many years. And he likes to trade stocks under a dollar. Now he doesn't just like to, uh, buy on news. What he does is he likes to do some well thought out research and he found one of these stocks and the, the, the stock is actually Celsius. It's an energy drink. You ever heard of that one, JP? I did. Yeah. I drink that actually. Yeah, I do too. And it's, it's a healthy, I shouldn't say healthy because none of that stuff's healthy, but it's healthier for you, right? It's it's a lot more healthy than a bang or a or a, or a damn Red Bull, you know, or a monster. But so he is so diligent, and he loves the beverage sector. And so, you know, ten plus years ago, he had he had come across Celsius, and he really liked what they had. And I think he had one. He tried. He thought it was great. He went so far as he flew to the headquarters and he met with these guys. And generally, when you're dealing with stocks in that price range under a dollar, that's going to be anywhere from, you know, one million in revenue to 300 million. You can actually get access to these guys. So he actually flew to the headquarters, met with the guys that ran Celsius. And he was so impressed. He came back and he plopped down 50,000 shares of the, of, of the stock. And it was under a dollar, so it didn't cost him a ton. Right. And he held on to that. For the next 10 years and he rode that thing up this was, t- this was like 10 years ago 10 years ago and just I've to- drink it, been around for 10 years and i'm barely drinking it like in 2020 
it takes a while, man. It takes a while. It takes a while, it, it takes a while to get mainstream. So right. they're in QTs now, and they're in all the big, you know, uh, convenience stores or whatever. I even buy them at Costco, bro. But that just uh, uh, while we're on that, you know, that's you know, ten years. They always talk about it takes ten years for greatness, right? You remember that? You've heard that before. Oh yeah. That's just a good testament to, hey, it took these guys ten years to do it, but now obviously, you know, they're unlimited money. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, and they and they will say they're overnight successes, right? Yeah, man, where Celsius come from? This thing's an overnight success. No, it's been around ten years. <laughs> they've been they've been plowing the fields for ten years. But so what this guy did was, and this is my strategy too, was as it rises in value, he sells some off. So you don't just keep it the whole time, and you know, because so many times you'll get that stuff wrong, and it'll go back down to zero after you make a big you make a big kill, but you don't take the, the winnings off the table and you just let it ride, sometimes it'll go back to zero on you. So anyway, he had a lot of faith in this and the revenues were obviously growing. And so he rode that thing out, but he was selling as it went up. And yeah. uh, fast forward to today, the stock is around 60 to 65 bucks a share and he still has 10,000 shares left. So if you do the math, that one stock that he bought for probably around 20 grand is now just the last 10,000 shares that he has is worth over $650,000. Now, he also took another 10,000 shares and bought a lake house with it. <laughs> so that's the stories we'd love to tell. We'd love to tell a story that we bought a lake house with a stock pick that we got right. Yeah. And so he's bought a lake house. He's still got 10,000 shares that are worth 650 G's. So this stock was a massive winner. OK, but he did it with the due diligence that it takes. You know, when you find these companies, you, you've got to do the right homework. And so for me, that's called fundamental analysis. So what I like to do, I'm a former banker. So one thing I would recommend to all you guys is whatever stock you want to take a look at, go to, let's say, Yahoo Finance and pull up the financials tab. Yep. And when you're there, pull up annual and quarterly uh, financials, because you want to see, this is the bottom line. Your, your stocks have got to be increasing revenues. It's got to be going this way. It's got to be going up. It can't be going down because if revenues are going down, the stock price is going to tank and you got to have a great story. Something has got to revive earnings or you want to stay far away from them. You want to buy stocks that have, that are growing their earnings. And so you always want to look at that. So you want to do your due diligence on that. You want to find out how many shares they have. You know, especially for the stocks like what he's doing, you don't want to see that they've got two billion shares outstanding. I mean, your stock will never move with that many shares outstanding. So, <laughs> well, what would be a number? What would be a number on Celsius? No, on uh, outstanding shares. Man, I've looked some of these. I, I like the stocks under a dollar that have great stories, and, but you want to make sure they have growing revenues, right? But you will look up those companies, and that's how they finance. A lot of these things. So a lot of those stocks, they don't make a ton of money or they might be losing money. And so you've got to cover this cash flow deficit. How you do that is you issue shares. And wow. some of these companies are addicted to issuing shares. That's how they raise their money. Instead of going to private guys or raising debt, they'll just go issue another you know, 10 million shares. Mm -hmm. And that's how they will fund any shortfall or an R&D expense or whatever. And so, but there've been several I looked at that authorized was 2 billion shares. If they're going to authorize 2 billion shares, man, you want to, you kind of want to stay away. Yeah. That, that, that's a check right there, but you, you want to do your homework on this. And uh, 
you, you want to research, you know, a lot of times you can find, finding earnings statements are, are difficult to find, but generally if they're traded and it's a, you know, SEC generally researches and reviews all this stuff, generally you can find their uh, 10Qs and their 10Ks on the website. And I encourage you, go ahead and do that. If you can't find anything on Yahoo Finance, go to the website, type in a 10Q or a 10K so that you can look at their financials. Here's what you're looking for. Just real quickly, you're looking for growing revenues and you want to see that they're making money. So a lot of times if revenues are increasing, you really need to see that the profitability is growing with that. You don't want to see revenues going down and profit going down. You don't want to see those things. So those are the big things I look at growing revenues and growing profits. Yeah. Have a game plan. When you, when, you know, if you have a hundred grand in stock, you don't want to put it all on one, right? You don't want to have everything on one stock. You want to be well diversified and, but just have a plan in that regard. Like, like you might have a strategy of, um, I'm not going to do more than 5% on any one stock. That's a good plan, but your plan might also be, I don't want to do more than 10 or 20% on one stock, but be diversified, have a game plan and protect yourself from serious losses. That That is a huge thing. Like, I did a trading class one once one time, JP. The very first thing that the instructor said, he was a former Goldman Sachs trader. He said, men are worse traders than women. Women are far better at trading than men. That was the very first thing out of his mouth. And we we're all like, why? Why is that? That's crazy. And he said, women can cut losses and men can't. Men have a hard time admitting that they've made a mistake. <laughs> And, you know, back in the day before we had smartphones, bro, you used to if you didn't know where you were going, you could stop at a gas station somewhere and say, hey, dude, where, which way is is, you know, is, is Beaver Creek? And, you know, they have to tell you where to go. But guys wouldn't do that. <laughs> they would just drive around lost. And the women would always be like, will you please stop the car and ask somebody for directions? Just admit you made a mistake and you don't know where you're going. But we can't do it. We struggle with that. And so but women are far better at taking losses than men are. But you've got if you want to be a good trader, you've got to admit when you make a mistake. If you're on a stock, it starts to go down. Start looking at those revenues for the last several quarters. If it starts to go down, get out. You, you can also do stop limits, stop losses. So if you buy stock at 50, you might put a stop loss at 40 and say, I'm not losing anything more than 40. But have a game plan to protect your downside. All right, I'm going to tear, I'm going to share this other story which ties into uh, have, having just a good game plan too. So the second story I was going to tell this is from a friend of mine, and I know this guy well, and he is a tech guy. He is in the media space. He edits videos and that sort of thing. He's got his own company, smart dude. But I have watched him from afar over several years. He started with an IRA and he worked for a job. He'd accumulated like 15 grand in an IRA and he rolled that over into, you know, what a, a Fidelity account, whatever, Ameritrade. And he started trading it himself. He didn't put it in mutual funds. He didn't give it to a broker. He started trading it himself. And what he did was he took the ideas of, of tech ideas because he was a tech guy. He would just he would buy the tech stocks that he knew and he had a good macro idea. And the macro idea was, I want to buy the tech stocks that aren't going anywhere. You know, people need them every day. They use them every day and they're only getting more and more powerful. 
right? Like that's a good macro idea. But if you walk that out, the stocks that he was buying, he was buying Amazon. He was buying Apple. He was buying Google. He was buying Facebook. And he made a killing on those stocks. And anybody that has been in those stocks for any period of time has made a killing. And he did as well. So he turned his $15,000 on that, just that macro premise. And he turned it into 150000 prior to the pandemic. And the reason I share this story is, is what he did during the pandemic really impressed the hell out of me. So, you know, this is another macro idea. If you're heading into a pandemic, right, and you know that the country is going to be shut down and the rest of the world is going to be shut down, what do you think is going to happen to stocks? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to go down. I mean, that is a simple thing, but so many of the people did not do that. They held on, right? He didn't hold on. So he sold everything that he had when we announced lockdowns. And that was a brilliant move because we all know what happened. The stock market was around 28, 27,000, somewhere in there, and it cratered. It was down 30% very, very fast, maybe 40%. But it bottomed out at about 16,500, and then it pitulated, like it slammed down, and then it slammed up, and it bounced off of that. And that's generally what happens on, like in 08, the same thing happened. The, the market got cut by 50%, but it goes down, it goes down, it goes down. And then finally, at some point, it capitulates. And you see it hit a bottom and massive volume starts to rise and it bounces off those lows. And so what he did when it capitulated, he goes all in. And he was buying the same stocks again that he bought before, but he also bought, there, there's ETFs out there. And you guys can look that up if you don't know what that is but it mirrors certain things so that, that, you know, he had an ETF that mirrored the S and P, but you can get leverage on that. There's, you can do that times one, you can do that times two and you can do that times three. So he did a times three leverage on the upside and he went long all this stuff. He put all his money back in play and he killed it. So over the course of the next nine months, we all know what happened to the market. It, it just started ripping up and, you know, now it's at, you know, over 30,000. But he turned that 150 into 450,000 in nine months. So this this friend of mine turned a $15,000 rollover IRA from his 401k from a previous job, and he has self-managed that, and he has grown that to 450,000 a day. And he employed these same strategies, right? Protect yourself from losses. Have a have a game plan. He's had a game plan the whole time, and but a very simple strategy. He knows tech stocks are the way to go. And I love tech stocks as well because tech grows revenue heavily. And anything that grows revenue tremendously, those are the things that move the most. And all you got to do is look at what's been the best stocks for the last 10, 15 years. They've all been tech plays, every single one. But they have made a ton of money. And so has he. He's traded along that same trend. So that's a couple of really cool strategies that I really like that we just wanted to share with you guys. One post I made the other day that I actually got from a friend of mine <clears throat> or from a Facebook friend, uh, he said, spend $900 on the iPhone, question mark, go buy $900 worth of Apple stock. Uh, doing hundreds of Zoom calls a day, buy hundreds of Zoom shares. <laughs> uh, do you Google everything? Invest in Google. Can't live without Amazon Prime? Buy a $119 a year worth of Amazon stock. Netflix and chill, invest $18 a month into Netflix. 
I mean, how can you go wrong with that? You know, people, uh, I was telling someone about like my Apple, like Apple, you know, they did the stock split uh, in August or something like that. And it was at like 500 and it split down to like 125 a share. Uh, and I bought a bunch of those. And, you know, it's already gone up, I think like 30 bucks now or something. And so uh, they're like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know about that. I'm like, man, you use your phone every day. You have an Apple iPhone. You wouldn't invest in the company. I was like, you're wearing Nike shoes. You can buy Nike stock. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have a PlayStation. You can buy, you know, Sony stock. Uh, so it's not complicated anymore like it used to be. And you can do it from your phone. I remember like, what, seven years ago, you had to use, like you had to do everything on a desktop, you know, before Robinhood came about and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, it's it's easier now than ever. So, um. Yeah, the, the guy that I learned from or that I watched uh, build his stock and now he's living his life off of dividends. He has a $3 million portfolio and he's making, you know, 200 grand a year just off, off dividends. Uh, you know, I kind of compare that to like almost real estate, like having, if you were to own a $3 million building, <laughs> right, that has, you know, 25 tenants in there and uh, but just like, the headache that it would be to like manage all those tenants, you know, and I don't even know if you would even clear 150, 200 grand a year off that. Uh, so I like the, in in this, you know, sense, I like the, uh, the dividend stock play because, you know, it's basically like getting rent every month uh, or, you know, quarterly or annually, whatever, however much they pay. Uh, but yeah, that's when the pandemic hit, you know, I realized that I was, I actually wasn't, investing in stocks because you told me not to invest in the stock market a long time ago. And so I sold everything I had, but uh, you know, times have changed. And now that I have a solid strategy, which I'm buying all mostly, you know, fortune 500 companies. Uh, there's an app that I use called simply safe dividends. Uh, you can go on there. It's 400 bucks a year. And it, it's like, a, it's just clean and simple and it tracks all your dividend payments and, uh, you were able to uh, search for uh, dividend-paying stocks, and it has a safety score attached to the stock. So it's basically ran by a group of investors, uh, and they analyze these stocks and they give it a safety score. Uh, so you know, if you're trying to play it safe, you know, go for the ones that are you know 80, 80 and above out of a hundred. And uh, the safety score is based on a metric of like. How long have their dividends been around? Have there ever, ever been any interruptions in dividends uh, payments? Uh, the dividend growth streak? How long has the, the streak of growth uh, been going? And yeah, I just, I look at that list every now and then. Then I compare it with, you know, Yahoo Financials, Yahoo Finance, um, based on what you're saying. I do, I like more of the chart stuff, even though I should be looking more at the revenue stuff like like you talked about. Because uh, I was just looking at the Chevron one right now while you're talking about it, and they they've been losing year over year, negative twenty percent on growth. So uh, you know that goes to say, and I do own some Chevron stock, uh, you know, because the world would wouldn't be able to operate without a corporation like that. And that's also another premise of when I buy a company, it's like, okay, I know Apple, like how many businesses just depend on Apple. You know, it's a, it would be like an economic collapse if Apple were to not be around anymore. Uh, also, uh, yeah, 
look at the dividend safety, you know, how long the company's been around, look at the financials, like, um, like Shane said, said, uh, now anything less than a dollar, you know, it is going to be questionable. And I'm sure that's why that guy took a trip out there before he dropped, you know, 60 grand or whatever it was back then. Uh, but, uh, if you invest in these companies, one thing that the guy that I learned from said, he said, these companies have been around for longer than we've been alive. And, you know, they've made millions and billions of dollars. And, uh, and I was like, you know, he, he said he trusts those companies more than his own company. Uh, you know, cause they have the resources, the people, they got the graduates running and operating the company. Uh, you know, and it's hard for them them to fail. Not that they can't, because we've seen that in 2008. But that was also a lot of um, neglect and uh, what are the other things? Misbehaving or something, whatever you would call that, uh, from the from the corporates corporate office or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's I just keep it simple. It's not we're you know I'm not day trading. We're not day trading here but we're just investing long-term and it's growing and uh, there's different strategies to do it. And that's how I do it. Uh, you can actually follow my, <clears throat> excuse me, follow my training on my YouTube channel. Uh, I'm doing a hundred thousand dollar invested uh, dividend challenge on my YouTube. I have a link for that in the description so you can see my portfolio. Uh, I share that live with everyone uh, so you can follow the journey. I think I'm about 70,000 right now. So I'm about 30,000 away. And I started it, I think, like in April or May of last year. So, yeah, about one year. Um, and you just let the dividends reinvest? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good strategy. So it's actually, I mean, it's higher than that. But uh, I don't know if the app recognizes the dividend being reinvested. But, I mean, the dividends itself right now, it's a little over $1,000 a year on dividend payments. You know, so... Um, I'm hoping when I get to a thousand, a hundred thousand, that the dividend payments will be around uh, three thousand a year, so three percent on on a hundred thousand, uh, you know, and then you just scale that up by your lifestyle and figure out how much you need to make in dividends every year to live your lifestyle and not have to work anymore, you know, and uh, that's my idea and my theory behind it. Yeah. I mean, the stock price is going up every month too. So that's, you know, nice that I'm able to get in early. Uh, and I mean, I actually started trading whenever the market was down. So, you know, your boy said he was in, then he got out and he waited for it to crash. That's actually the time that I got in. So, you know, according to Robinhood, my account is up, you know, 70%, you know, but obviously that's because of what happened. If we're in like normal conditions, it wouldn't be up that much. But, you know, timing is everything as well. Yeah, and that's why we wanted to have a deep dive, just to talk about stocks. We that's kind of the neglected theme of, of of kind of the podcast. And and I've been I've been at it pretty heavily, pretty intently over the last couple of months. And just wanted to share that with everybody. What what kind of trading that we do and and just to you know come up with a good game plan on how you want to do it. You can do the dividend strategy, you could do uh the, the, the strategy that 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 I really like is I, I bought a subscription to the Motley Fool. And one of the things I love about those guys is they don't miss long-term trends, right? And, and if you look at the kind of returns that they've had since they kind of started their uh, newsletter, they don't miss it. 
you know, if it's if it's AI, if it's 5G, if it's, you know, even cannabis, you know, whatever, they don't miss long term trends. And you can trade along with that. And they have some great trading ideas. You know, I looked up these numbers. You know, the New York Stock Exchange has 2,800 stocks listed. The NASDAQ has 3,300. That alone is 6,000 stocks on those two uh, exchanges. It's very difficult to figure out what are you going to trade? You've got 6,000 options there. These are the bigger stocks. What <laughs> ones are you going to do? If you can only do 10 out of 6,000, what is it going to be? It's very difficult to pick that. So Motley Fool takes a lot of that out of the equation for you. And, and some of these other services will do the same. So I'm not just advocating them, but I like them because they're big on tech. And I love tech because the earnings come from tech, the massive growth revenue. You know, when you can grow revenues 100 percent in a year, there's kind of only one industry that can make that happen. And that's tech. And so but the, when the earnings go, the stock price will follow. And you you always see that. And the biggest like we talked about, the biggest ones of the last 20 years are the big tech names. So what I like to do is I like to cull down about four or five picks. Right. And you want stocks. What I like about the Motley Fool, again, is they're picking stocks that you can own for the next 10 years. That's what I want. When I've got hurt on stocks in the past, it is I've thought about, you know, a year out or six months out. But you need to pick a stock at, out of the equation that will be around in 10 years and it's going to be up over the next 10. So but if you have your five to 10 stocks that you like in that regard, what I like to do is now you've identified the ones that you want to own. And you have uh, your portfolio in place. Let's say it's 20 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand, whatever. You're going to divide how much you're going to put in each one. And so what I like to do is average in. Right. You don't want to buy everything at one time because you don't necessarily know if that's a good price or bad. And dollar cost averaging is always the way to go. It always has been. But start to leg into these trades. And if it starts to run, you might buy a little more. But if it runs too heavy, you want to. Uh, start taking some off the table, but you don't want to take everything off the table. You want to leave a little bit left just in case it runs massively. Look what happened to Tesla. It's going crazy. I never thought it would have done that, but it's it's going absolutely insane. But then now that you're selling off as it goes up, you now have a pocket full of cash, right? Mm -hmm. And so when it starts to dip, you start buying in on the dips. So I'm a big fan of keep your powder dry. Identify the four, five, six, eight, ten names that that you want to roll with. Uh, buy on the dips and sell on the rips. When it starts to run up, you start to take some off the table. Don't take it all off, but start. You know, you might take twenty five percent off, then another ten, and then another ten, and another twenty. Whatever those numbers are for you. Buy on the dips, sell on the rips. I love that strategy. But have those four, five, ten stocks that you're never going to get hurt if you bought it a little bit too high. Ten years, it's going to be three times that number. And that, that's the kind of trading that I like to do. And here in the last uh, six months or so, I've added in, you know, I've, I'm trying to follow my my buddy's lead on the Celsius stock. I love how he identifies these hidden gems. So I've carved out a little percentage of my portfolio, let's say about 25 percent. And I started to research and to trade the what people would call the penny stocks, stuff under a dollar. And JP, I gave you one of those right a while back. Yeah. And you have you've doubled your money on it. I did. I sh and of course, should have put in more. Yep. Should have put in more. Now, I got in before him. He got in a few days later and it ran in between those days. So I'm up. I've got a four or five bagger on that thing. And 
I have taken some off the table, but I, I just got to tell you, it's a lot more fun to buy, you know, 10,000 shares of a company versus buying 10 shares of Apple. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but it's a lot more fun when you see something you've got 10,000 shares of and it goes up 10 cents. You know, if it goes up 20 cents and don't get caught up in the fun, it's about investing because <laughs> the fun is emotions, which we say control emotions. So we can't go back. <laughs> but that's what I want to find. I want to find the next Celsius that I can wake up 10 years from now and it's in the 60s and I've got 10,000 shares of. Now, I'm not going to put my entire portfolio in that particular sector, but I like the strategy of having 25 percent in that sector you know, or whatever the number is for you, but that's a good number for me. And, uh, but you do the same kind of fundamental analysis that you do on that. You watch the technicals. I like to blend those two worlds together and, and I like to trade that way, but those are the two things that I like to trade and how I like to trade them. Cool. I think that's it. That that's simple. It's a simple strategy. You know, it's not as confusing as a lot of people think. So that's, yeah. And one thing I'll add before we hop off is there are a million videos out there on YouTube about stock strategies. So there's tons of pros out there that you could follow their advice and develop your own strategy as well. But we just wanted to share that with you, you know. Uh, there's no one strategy that works for you, for everybody. That's but, exactly right. Pick one that works for you. Master that strategy. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, hit the links below. Make sure to leave us a review if you're listening on iTunes. We appreciate that. Send us a text message uh, if you want to join the mastermind, nlmastermind.com. Get to work one-on-one with me and Shane. Uh, if you need help with your business, marketing, consulting, uh, bookkeeping, that kind of stuff, we can definitely assist you with that. Feel free to reach out. Click the links below, and we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys.